At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Doctor Bones, Doctor Bones, Doctor Bones. Welcome to Music Saturday, and tonight uh, the musical guest is One in Five. Welcome, Mike from One in Five. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm very well. How about yourself? Good. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm all good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime, Mike. So, um, you know, you've been big, a uh, big supporter of the, of the show, and we've been a big supporter of you as well as as the whole band over the past couple of years with the new EPs. Now, um, I, I just right off the hop, I just want to say first and foremost, like I love the music and it's so catchy and grungy and like really good, and uh, I just really enjoy it. So my my first question is is when you guys initially got together, did you guys kind of know each other beforehand? Were you guys like mates in school, or how did that work out for you? <laughs> yes, yeah, good question. It's. Uh, uh... Oh, there's, there's a long version and a short version. The short version is, yeah, we all kind of knew each other. Um, uh, so uh, Chris, the keyboard player, is my brother, so we've known each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, James, the bass player, um, and Martin, the drummer, uh, we were all in the same year at school. Me, the, the three of us, me and those two, uh, were in the same year at school, so we kind of knew each other. Um, I was in a, 
a band with James, the bass player, for like 10 years. Um, okay. You know, at one point before this, and we've done a few, a few other things together. Um, and Jay, the singer I met uh, probably six, seven, maybe even eight years ago, um, we met, we, we randomly started a job. Uh, we were in the same uh, kind of group that started this job on the same day, did the training together, went down the pub and basically started talking about music, we were into the same sorts of things. And we ended up in a band together with the drummer who's now in this band who I went to school with. Um, and, and my brother was in it for a bit, who's the keyboard player in this band, who's the guitarist in the other. So it was all very complicated, but basically we've all known each other for ages um, uh, in various ways and played together in different combinations of bands and stuff. So uh, this is all very familiar to us, which is really nice. Well, I was just about to ask, and that was the next question is, is, does it make it a lot easier for you that you know each other so you kind of have an idea of where the other one's coming from? Yeah, it's really interesting because we, we've never all been together in the same band, um, but, you know, two or three of us at a time have been in different bands um, across kind of probably 15 years or so. So, um, yeah, it's easier in the sense that we all get on. Um, but actually, there's bit, we're still learning about each other and we're still evolving, you know, generally as musicians and people. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not, you can never second guess someone completely. And that's a good thing because I think it makes it more creative and a, a more kind of inspiring experience. But equally, it's kind of nice that you know when you start something, you know roughly when someone's going to put a bridge in or, or whatever, when you're just having a bit of a jam and you kind of feel the changes a bit together and get a sense. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's nice. It, it's a really nice kind of combination. Um, it, we just work really well together. So it's right cool. on. No, it, that's it, that's always a good thing. I mean, because I mean, each band, each different band, they develop in their own way, right? And it can be anything, whether they've known each other for a long time or they just kind of just gel together just like that, just because the way it's the way it worked. But it's always interesting to see how it kind of came together because you know there could be some like little bumps in the road along the way too. Even if you guys have been together for so long, you know, you kind of want to. There's sometimes you're gonna you're gonna bump heads a little bit, right? So. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's kind of, um, and that's part of the fun of it because you know these are all people. We're all friends with each other, and like I say, we've all been in different bands um, and things together as well. Um, so all coming together is interesting because you kind of you know each other really well, but you get to see that other side. And like you say, sometimes you clash and sometimes you um, bump heads a little bit, and other, you know other times you just have those moments where you go, "Oh my god, we just pulled that off in one take, and we've never heard it before." What is that? And, and then you spend three hours trying to replicate that. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. Eh? It's, it's just one of those instances where you have to have a recorded note. It's like, oh man, how did I do that? And now you're just, it just drives you nuts trying to figure it out. And it does eventually That's come, it. but it takes a lot longer than you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it happens all the time. But no, I think the cool thing is no one will be offended by anything anyone suggests or anything like that. We know each other well enough that we can kind of, you know, uh, you know, we, we make suggestions, we kind of pull things apart and put them back together. There's no, uh, I don't want to say there's no ego because we're in a, you know, right. rock band and there's loads of ego, but there's no like one individual ego that runs any particular show. We write everything together, we do everything together. And it's ultimately about, you know, what makes the best kind of song or what we think is the best kind of song that we think people will enjoy. And you know, it's, been, it's, it's the first band I've ever been in where I've actually gone, what if I don't play guitar at that bit? You know? Right. Normally, you know, especially when you're younger and you're in you know, different bands, you go, oh, I want to play the guitar. It's like, that needs another solo, that needs another riff. Yeah, we can step out because there's other people that can fill in that atmosphere and we can change things around. It's just a really nice kind of well, feeling. So, oh, yeah. yeah and, we and, love it, man. And playing guitar is like, you, you, you think that's the, that's the position that's going to stand up the most. Yes and no. You know, it's, it's all about stage presence. Yeah. 
And that's, that's what it is. It's stage presence. You could be the drummer, the bassist, what have you. You got good stage presence. People are going to notice you. I think that's it. I think it's just about creating an energy and an atmosphere and you know, getting people involved. We like to have a laugh. We talk, we talk about serious stuff sometimes, and you know, we have reasonably serious songs and, uh, and all the rest of it, but ultimately we like to have a, a laugh, get people involved, and we're trying to kind of create a, you know, without wanting to sound too pretentious, but we want to create kind of a community of people that you know, enjoy what we do and kind of, you know, it's that kind of brotherhood thing. Yeah, well, no, no, but, fair uh, enough. I mean, that, that's not pretentious in the least bit. I mean, that's what, that's what people set out to do, and they write music they like, and they want people to enjoy it as well. So, just before we get to uh, a song off uh, your new EP, Evolve, I have to ask, and I know we've mentioned it before, we've talked about it, and it's also in your bio, because we talked about like, Doors references and influence and that sort of thing. Now, 1 in 5, was that because of the Doors? Because when I first came upon you guys and I saw that, the, the, the first thing I thought of was 1 in 5, baby, no one, gets, no one here gets out alive, right? No. <laughs> um, it's actually not. Um, there's no denying that we're massive Doors fans. Um, you know, I was in a band um, with with uh, Jay the singer and, and Martin the drummer a few years ago, a different band, and we used to cover uh, "Break On Through" as one of our songs. And it was kind of our favourite one to play. We liked our own stuff, but our favourite was the Doors. Um, you know, we love bands like the Doors. We love bands like you know, Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin, and there's all kinds of other interesting stuff. But the band name's actually different. We wanted we wanted to we wanted to write songs about something we're right. kind of um we're not, we're not old but we're in our 30s so <laughs> that's kind oh, of so am i it's okay <laughs> but yeah but we're supposed to be old for a band but, we yeah. but you know we, we, we're done writing songs about falling in love and all the rest of it and right. to be honest we're not very good at it um, <laughs> you know, there are some brilliant people write brilliant songs about that kind of subject matter um i'm a terrible lyricist i don't write any lyrics <laughs> in this band um but mine you know when i look back when i was 15 it's all very cliche and very horrible um so we kind of write we write songs that are more about um kind of you know political climate or people and stuff like that and one in five is, is just a stat and it's to do with um it's basically to do it's a bit grim for, a, you know, for an evening radio show but it's to do with child poverty and child mortality um and it's, it's this horrible stat that you know there's there's, there's, not, there's basically enough money in the world to to feed everyone, um, yeah, and to, absolutely. You know, uh, for for everyone to have something, but that's obviously not the case. And the sad thing is that one in five um, children under the age of five actually die, right. um, uh, you know, regularly through preventable diseases, which is you know stuff like malaria, which you can actually, you know, it's, it's quite easy to cure, but we just don't give them the money to do it. So, right. It's a bit grim. We're not trying to be Bono, not trying <laughs> to be, you know, Bob Geldof, but equally, you know, uh, the lyrics do have a point and a purpose person that's the kind of stuff we write about and so you know we kind of deliberately had the band name there so that when someone asks that question we can kind of give you a little bit and uh, that you go and mull over that and you know hopefully people are interested in that sort of stuff and you know, people will follow us for that sort of reason as well as huh. as well as the fact that we like to rock out and have a laugh so right on so that's just, what it is. just before we get the first song and just because you mentioned bono and i've uh i've made mention this many times i'm a huge south park fan and there, Excellent. there was there was an episode where they were making fun of Bono without getting into too much detail because some of it's kind of pretty grody. So, but uh, when they're, they're looking for him, they, they show him he and he's in Africa, and uh, he sees he's like yeah 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 yeah, and then his phone rings. He's like hello hello. It's like oh my god, <laughs> like, 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 totally just dragged him right through the dirt, right? But it. it in some cases, it's so true. Like I mean, I respect a lot of what he does, but it's still funny, anyways. This is it, yeah. So, do you know what South 
fuck, absolutely, it's an hour on the head on so many different things. It's just, what's brilliant is it literally just takes the, takes the mick out of everyone. There's no one that's not, you know, um, oh, yeah. covered by that. It's, yeah. in, in, you know, it kills me, and that's... only one person, only one group, every single person. Well, that's right, eh? <laughs> they, they, they don't discriminate. They're, they're, they're blanketing everybody sort of thing. And you know it's it's funny because uh, that little clip of Bono going hello hello is, is my ringtone for my phone, <laughs> <laughs> and it cracks me up every time. <laughs> so we're gonna get to. Actually, I did have um, I had one of the oh my god I killed Kenny's for my ringtone for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Just as good, man. There, there, there's so much good stuff. It, it's hard to pick and, and narrow it down to like a good like five ten seconds, right? But. That, that, that's another thing. So we're going to get to a song off the brand new 1-5 EP Evolve. This one's called Salvation. Dig this. one in five now for this song really really like the vocals but the, the harmonies was really good and you know it was kind of kind of uh i mean not weird but kind of cool that the, the the keyboards were prominent but they still kind of sat in the background but still gave that that kind of extra push and, and emphasis on the song yeah cheers it's um the way i kind of did try and describe that to people is that Chris either plays keyboard or guitar, um, but if there's two guitars, it means there's no keyboard um, when we play live. So I don't regard the keyboard as a backing instrument or a rhythm section instrument. He 
he's right up there as if he's the second guitarist. So um, we like that. It kind of gives us our, our kind of sound. And it's similar to the Doors. They had the one guitar and the keyboard, but um, you know we're a bit we're a bit heavier probably than the Doors and all the rest of it. But it's that kind of thing. So we like having him up there. And, you know, he's very he's the musical one. He's the talented one. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> he knows um, he knows the music part. We just play it. <laughs> <laughs> Right on. So, you know what, between uh, both EPs, obviously, I mean, I know this is kind of um, cliche to the title Evolve, but you guys have evolved a little bit and you've gotten um, more a more tighter, more a more prominent as band. Now, with that being said, how have you guys uh, feel you've, you've changed a little bit or just, just kind of alter things just, just a little bit, kind of like a smooth flow, if you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think every band grows, um, you know, and every, the longer you stay with people and play with them, the more you develop um, your kind of um, you know, style and direction and everything else. Um, for us, the major thing was when we started writing the last EP, there was only two of us, so we set the band up, me and Jay the singer, um, and started writing some songs, and you know, writing the parts and, and thinking about who we were going to recruit and which direction we were going to go in. And, you know, a little way th through, Chris joined um, on keys, and so that added a whole uh, dynamic to it. Um, James, a bass player, joined quite late, so I actually played bass on two of the songs uh, on the first EP. Oh, nice. Them down, and then he came, in, he came in, and you can tell the difference, you know, the, the funny enough the two that we still play live are the two where he plays bass because they're better because <laughs> um, I'm not a bass player but you know it's, it's just kind of you, you evolve like that so ours is a bit unique or well, probably not unique but different in the sense that we really wanted to write it and get it get something out there and kind of recruit band members off the back of it and do a kind of you know early Foo Fighters sort of thing I guess yeah. um, in the way that Dave Grohl just recorded everything and, and then right and then got the band afterwards yeah, you know, um, and I mean, we recorded our first EP before we'd even played live, which we've never done. We normally play like three years worth of gigs and then go, oh, we ought to record some of this. We did it completely backwards, um, for hey. whatever reason. Oh man, if it if it works, it works, right? Like don't don't. Yeah, was it? it just felt right. You know that 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 pretty much answers part of my question because I was going to ask how the dynamic of the band works. Like, what do uh, people bring to the table as far as like songwriting? Is that all a huge collaboration, or does it just come with different ideas first and then you work on things after? Um, yeah, every, every part has a has a purpose, um, and everyone's very good at what they do. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I've played guitar for a long time. I'm an alright guitarist. I'm not technically very good, but I'm, I'm okay, and I can write kind of riffs and stuff. But I couldn't sit at home and write a whole song on my own, really. You know, I tried that when I was younger, and they all sounded like <laughs> yeah, Nirvana songs, <laughs> which is fine. But I'm not Kurt Cobain, so. Um, <laughs> So I might start, I might write a riff or, you know, evolve the title track off of this, start with the bass riff. James just put this thing down and then we started, I think the drums came next and then I fiddled around and come up with some guitar bits and uh, and then it was keys and then vocals. But other songs, you know, might start with keys or guitars or even a drum beat. Always About You off the EP started with the drum beat and then we put the riff around it. So it varies, but everyone writes a part. Right. Um, and that's why I think these songs are better than the last. I like the last EP, don't get me wrong, but the two where I'm playing bass, they're, they're a guitarist playing bass, whereas the two where I'm not, you can tell he's a bass player right. and, there and you can actually hear the bass line. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's kind of what we've done on all five of these songs, so they're just better. And, and uh, just, you know, We don't intentionally start to write a song necessarily, it's just something right. will happen and someone will go, oh, let's grab that, that's probably quite us, and play with it, and then it changes. 
Well, you know what? The songwriting process is, is always an interest to me because it can happen. It can happen in the most like routine way, or it could happen in the most uh, random way. So it always makes you know whether whether it's like a short story, or a long story. It's always usually good because you never know where that background is coming from. So it always kind of uh, makes me uh, makes me uh, spikes my interest. We'll put it that way. Yeah, and and you know what? It works differently for different people. So. If, if you know, there's plenty of people out there where, you know, I know a few guys in bands where they are the people that write every single part, and then they go to the band and they go, right, you're playing this, you're playing this, you're playing this. So like, mm. Oasis did that apparently, you know. So it's not just, you know, it's famous bands as well as you know, um, right. Simon Grassroots bands. That's how some people work. It just doesn't work for for me or for us. We prefer to jam it out. That works really well for us, um, and that's kind of cool. But there's no right or wrong way. Whatever. Oh, obviously not. No, works I mean. For you. There, yeah, there, there's so many different formats song you want, really. pretty much I mean there's so many different formats to, to the way people write songs you know sometimes it's right at the yeah. top of their head sometimes like they like you have an idea in your head like myself because like I'm just like a kind of go cut up part-time guitar player right so a lot of times you know the only time I write down a song is when I have like something pops in my head but at the same time too is I have to write down and do it that minute because if I don't I'll forget it and then it's completely lost yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do that so often. <laughs> but but I do that. But I never write a whole song. I do that with riffs and whatever. And like, I've got loads of recordings on my phone of you know these riffs on you know whatever acoustic guitar I had next to me at the time, uh, quickly written down. And you think, oh, that, that probably sound really nice with electric. I'll well, do that. Oh, oh man, I, <laughs> Some I can't. Of them turn into <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've I've tried to rewrite song and rewrite song. And just set a different tone for the same like riff I've been using for I don't know how many years, and just like still does not just doesn't sound good to me. So it's kind of frustrating in in, in some cases. Yeah, definitely. And you know, there's loads of uh, there's a couple of really good kind of bits of songs that we've got we've had for ages, but whether or not they ever they they need a complete rewrite or, or we just you know stop trying. But some things just never quite turn into songs. You know, so maybe one day we one of these bands that hasn't made it. Rare stuff and B sides or whatever. Right. You know, ten and fifteen years, we might really be made of half-assed recordings <laughs> or, or something, uh, which you know some people might really like. <laughs> you know, like. I'm a big Nirvana fan, and my favorite Nirvana stuff is like you know all the B sides and all the. Right. Um, they did that uh, hormoning EP they released in Japan and Incesticide. And, mm. well, well, exactly. That's the best stuff because it's really raw. And Incesticide, uh, uh, the way that was done, actually, they. Uh, the, the producer the producer said okay we'll play we can play you a pull it goes if you beat me because i'll do it for free if you lose then you're paying for it they're like you know what probably can't beat you so we're just gonna pay for it <laughs> and uh awesome. oh, I didn't know that. oh yeah it was it was in one of the books like i i, I love my rock biographies so i you know i found a lot of info that way as well as online and uh just two more things speaking of b-sides i was listening to uh a, a smashing pumpkins b-sides it, it's a double it's a double cd and it's called uh, one one series because the double C one's called Judiso, so J U D S dash O, and the other one's called Forgotten Apples. So oh, yeah, it's yeah. a mix of like you know number one singles and B sides, and there's some really good stuff on there. And uh, so there's 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 that, and uh, just because I was listening to it recently, and it, it really stuck out. And on the mention of Nirvana, I'm a huge Nirvana fan as well. I sold my tickets up for when I sold them for the Euro tour, so it's my my one of my prized possessions. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, the point I was getting to is uh, there's a this this uh, punk ska band's been around for man at least twenty years plus, and the band's called Goldfinger, 
and they have a they have a song on uh, one of their albums, and the song's called uh, it's called "Fuck L.A." And there's during dr- during the during the bridge, the kind of breakdown part. He says, "I've got more bikes stolen than uh, than Nirvana has songs about heroin." I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> it's like that, that 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 makes me chuckle every time I hear that song. So I just wanted to make a two kind of correlations to what we were talking about there. So we're gonna get get to another song off Evolve. This one's called Three Days, One and Five. Dig this. <laughs> Yeah. 
one in five with three days. Now this tune I really liked, very, very catchy to start out with, but the thing that stood out to me the most was in the first like 30 seconds to a minute is the soloing, just, just the tonality to it really reminded me of old 311 and I'm a huge uh, 311 fan, at least the older stuff and uh, off their album Transistor. So that that's what it reminded me of, just that those certain parts, like just like I said, the tonality and the different uh, the different scales you guys were, were tearing up there. It's like, that reminds me of Old 311. That was really cool, and I really dug that song. Oh, cool. No, that's good. I think um, that one was one of the... Um, that's the first song I think we've recorded where there's no keys at all. Mm-hmm. So we really wanted to play on having two guitars. We didn't want to be a, a band that sounds boring with two guitars. We wanted to be exciting. So right. it's got all the little licks in it. The actual main solo, halfway through it switches, so I do the first half and then Chris does it and it's kind of uh, I was actually listening to a lot of Brave New World by Iron Maiden nice um, it's kind of the, the heavier side of what I like to listen to um, I mean I like all sorts but yeah, I was listening to that and I kind of wanted to do this harmony thing and, yeah wrote with the harmonies of Chris and then stuff like that so that's cool it's, it's, it's I've never written a song that's quite so rocky right. <laughs> so, uh, so it's kind of cool to do and it's great fun to play live people like that live well, you know, speaking of Iron Maiden, my my buddy uh, Mike G, who did a, who's done a couple of NMS shows with me, is a huge Iron Maiden fan, and uh, just, cool. so yeah, he's uh, he's going to see them quite a, quite a number of times, and we've talked about it quite a few times, and uh, he potentially might be joining me later tonight. We'll see if that happens, but uh, yeah, I just I just thought of that because that's one thing we talked about because uh, we both uh, short and skinny is we both have dogs, so we take them to the dog park and take them for a run with them play a little bit. So when they're when they're doing yeah. whatever they want, you know, we're we're talking about music and that and sort of stuff and uh and we always talk about it because he he Mike through and through is a metalhead for sure, hands down. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, and, it sounds like someone I'd get on with actually. Yeah, well I I was hoping he was gonna stop by, but uh he uh he wore the day shift tonight, but he's like, No, I'll let you know if I'm too tired because I might come by, I might not, so but uh he'll be back on the show uh fairly soon. He's uh a semi-regular and a very good friend of mine. So next up, we're gonna get to another song off the EP. This is the last one we're gonna get to tonight. This one's called "Evolve," which is the title of the EP. Dig this one five.
one in five with Evolve, and that is essentially the Teletract to the EP, which is called Evolve. Now, Mike, this one, I mean, the whole EP is really good, but this one is definitely the most catchiest of them all, as far as I'm concerned, personal opinion. And it just it's just got that cool kind of rock blues riff that like a cool kind of climbing scale, if you know what I mean, that just kind of catches me right away, and then just like get so involved. It's one of those ones that definitely be a driving songs where you know you're driving along, and all of a sudden, you know the the pedal's going faster, and before you know it, you're going like 80, 90 miles an hour, right? Yeah, I think that's it. That's what we were going for. That's kind of pure pure rock and roll. Um, you know, it was, it was the idea behind that. There's nothing fancy there's nothing complicated in it but it's just like it drives and it, it grooves uh we like that kind of stuff so yeah no definitely if i'm in the car and i mean i, I just put my ipod around and we've got our own songs on it but i think because it's just been added it comes up you know more regularly at the moment and that's the one that's cool to drive to you know so I like it. I'm glad you like it glad you're digging it then you know fair enough and you know and for for the ep in general what well, well, let me put it this way: um, the way you guys have like uh, promoted the album, it seems to be doing very well. Now, did you guys before? We'll th- put it this way: before the EP was recorded, and you kind of decided we're going to do another EP. What was your kind of uh, uh, um, end game? Like, what was it? Was a plan in general to get the EP like, noticed and and played a lot? Um, our goal hasn't really changed since when we first started, which is. We want to keep writing new music. We want to keep releasing new music. We want to keep playing gigs off the back of that, and then we want to go back to the beginning of that um, kind of cycle. And and the idea is to grow it. We want to grow a an actual fan base. You know, we, unsigned music and grassroots music is going through. I'm not sure what it's like over there, but in the UK, it's going through a really tough time at the moment. There's music venues shutting down all over the place. You know, London's lost I think 30 percent of its music venues in the last wow. Ten years. Um, Yes, huge, huge problems. So, you know, there's also hundreds of bands. There's, you know, we've got problems with dodgy promoters, pay to play, all this kind of stuff that you have to navigate through. You know, we're, um, we, we've been doing it for a while, so we kind of right. you know, navigate our way through. But we kind of want to rebuild that kind of community of, you know, people that listen to music because they enjoy music, but also because they can engage and relate and, you know, talk to people about it and stuff like that. And, you know, we're very big on promoting other bands as well as our own band and we you know if we see something or hear something we like we play with someone we like put their name out there and tell people about them put them in our newsletters and stuff so our aim is really just to kind of share this and and grow it and you know we don't have any you know delusions of grandeur right (laughs) maybe maybe we will we don't think we're going to tour brazil next year and you know (laughs) or whatever uh but equally we want to kind of get bigger and better and you know do a few festivals and (laughs) Just get a word out, so. It, it's yeah, funny, it's, it's, just, it's, it's about... Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry, I was just going to say, it's just about sharing it, spreading the word. <laughs> That's no, it, man. Because what I was going to say is, it's just I, I kind of funny that you brought up uh, Delusions of Grandeur, because there's a show, a Canadian show called Illusions of Grandeur. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> it's, it's a magic show, right? So it, it just, 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 just a funny kind of correlation there with a, with a Canadian show that absolutely means nothing to most people, so... <laughs> so we didn't want to be in a magic show, right? We thought we'd be in a band. Yeah, that was our that was our aim, and then we thought, well, let's record an EP. Why not? <laughs> so that was it. So, do you guys have any shows coming up soon, or? Uh, yeah, so we we try and gig uh, kind of once or twice a month. Um, 
and at the moment that's all uh, UK, kind of London and the South. So we have, uh, I should have written this down before I came on, but I think it's the 12th of November, we're in Hastings, which is uh, probably about an hour away from Brighton where we're based. Uh, I think it's the 18th of November, we've got a show in Brighton, um, which would be great. It's for um, something called the Sussex Music Festival which is a festival that gives, uh, uh, basically all the money raised goes to charity. I can't remember if it's Macmillan or Cancer Research or one of those, but it's a cancer-based charity, I think. Uh, so all the money goes to that. Um, so we're, it's kind of like one of their warm-up shows before the festival next year that we're playing. Um, and then, not New Year's Eve, but the day before, we're playing a show in Worthing, uh, which is about half now down the road from us, uh, which should be quite cool. It's kind of a pre-New Year's Eve rock and roll party kind of thing. So um, they're the next few, and yeah, they'll be... Yeah, there's always more. <laughs> right <laughs> on. Do, so. <laughs> well, that's always a good thing. I mean, that's what people want to see, right? So, mm-hmm. next up, the next uh, few songs are going to be uh, brand new songs uh, that you haven't heard that aren't one in five. So, our first uh, new song of the night is a, a song by a band called Bad Mood. The song's called Grunge Blues. Dig this. Bye. 
Right on. That was Bad Mood with Grunge Blues. And you know what? It just, that that really, really does actually suit the song because they, they nailed it right on the head. Because lyrically and uh, even just the opening, you know, it just, <clears throat> he had the grunge and uh, as it progresses, you, know, you hear the blues wrist in there too. So like, yeah, that was very, very well done. Very impressed. I, I literally don't think you could have named a song better um i mean that was spot on that bit of screaming trees and silver chair and um a little bit of kind of Alice in chains and nirvana and it was proper grungy and then like you say it was, it was you know lyrically and the breakdown bits and all that it was proper bleasy that's that's class that's right up my street nice one <laughs> right on so next up is a band they just released they finally released it's been about two years released uh their first uh album called breaking up the silence the band called Proud Honey from uh, Glasgow, and these guys have been very good at the show and been on twice for interviews, and they're a good bunch of guys. And this is a great album. So here we go with a thing that the song that started it all called "All the Things You've Done." Do this, Proud Honey.
Right on. Proud, honey, with all the things you've done that's off their brand new album, Breaking Up the Silence. And, you know, it, it's a great tune. And this is a thing that this is a song that kind of started off for them that really kind of get, got them uh, notoriety. And uh, they uh, came on the show twice uh, for an interview. And both times they played it and it was a lot of fun. And they also actually played a song before the album came out called Weekend Millionaire, which I played a few song, a few times off the new album. But these guys, uh, I've been working very hard and are just uh, a very tight band. And I always enjoy the music because it's so catchy and they just such high energy. And it, it always makes me jealous that I can't be up there to see you guys play live. Mike, still there? Mike? Hello, Mike. You still there? I'm still here. Can okay, good. Me? Okay, now I can hear you now. So. Okay, cool, nice. Uh, yeah, I, was just, I, I, I thought that was class. For me, that was kind of it reminded me of bands like Placebo and BRMC and, and just you know, like you say, great, tight, really good live bands. So, um, I want to go check them out. They're brilliant. Right on. So uh, we have time for one, possibly two more songs, but the next one we're going to get to is a band called Shape of the Sun, and they're out of Ohio in the U.S. of A. The song is called We Are the Ones. This is off his new EP that was just released. Dig this.
Shape of the Sun, we are the ones that's off his brand new EP, which is out now on his band camp, which is called Artificial Hearts. And you know what? This is a great tune, and he's always uh, about being, well, as far as my personal opinion goes, he's far about being catchy and just uh, good lyrics and, and good good to flow in general. And uh, he's been very good to the show over the past, like, almost a year or so, and he will be on NMS very, very soon. But uh, this is, uh, he has another EP coming out, I'm not sure exactly when, but it's uh, kind of a good two EPs and split up and release. But uh, either way, great tune, and uh, I'm looking very forward to talking to him, to him in, the near, in the near future. Yeah, I definitely want to hear that. I mean, he's, um, I'm going to be humming that for the next week. <laughs> that's cool. If you, if you can write something like that, that's cool. So, no, I like that. I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. Actually. That's that's one of those where you're listening to it, you're like, oh yeah, Ooh. oh man, you know, you just suddenly like really get into it, and the more it builds, that's cool. Nice tune. Nice Absolutely. You know, and he also reminds me too. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before, but he reminds me of a guy named Travis Meeks, and uh, Travis Meeks was Days of the New, and he was actually he's actually also from Ohio as well, and uh, they did about three, maybe four albums, but. He was one of those guys that started the band and then tore it down and build it back up again, tore it down, build it back up again. <laughs> but uh, that that's cool. who he reminds me of. And uh, Travis Meeks is, is a great guitarist, a very good lyricist as well. And a uh, funny guy, because all a uh, very short story before we finish up the interview here is years ago, because uh, Days of New Touch Bill and Stan came out. It was probably like, like, like 98, 99, maybe. Maybe it was a little bit earlier than that. Anyways, when it came out, they were, they were doing a band interview. And uh, they asked him about uh, the, the song Shelf in the Room. And they're like, like well, uh, how'd you come on this song? What's that song about? Because honestly, because I was tripping balls and it goes, it sounded like a good song because it was in the kitchen. So that's what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> like, completely honest answer, you know? <laughs> so That's proper class. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? That, that makes me laugh every time I think about that because that's like, probably one of the best interviews ever. The fact that you took a brutally honest, that's exactly why I wrote the song because tripping balls, it sounded like a good idea at the time, so I wrote it. And there you have it. <laughs> awesome. I wish every interview was like that. You're right. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to wrap it up. And Mike, thank you very, very much for joining us tonight. And we'll definitely have to have you back on the show very, very soon. Yeah, I'd love, absolutely love to. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And, you know, as I said, I can't remember if it was before we went online, but yeah, I, I listen to the show whenever I can. I'm actually you know, a big fan of uh, everything you're putting out, and uh, we obviously appreciate the support. So thank you very much for having me. Um, and thank you for, for introducing me to some great bands as well. That's cool, man. Well, nice done. Anytime. So I'm just going to get you a hold of line just for a minute, okay? So that's yeah, no that's going to wrap it up for New Music Saturday Part 1. And a big thank you to Mike from 1 and 5 for joining us tonight and talking about the new EP Evolve, which is out right now. So you guys can get it for free if you'd like it, and it's definitely worth the time. So until then, we'll be back with Part 2 with uh, Dave from Grasscutters, our special guest host. We'll be back in about 5-10 minutes. Until then, Bones out. At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon. Or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Disabilities are thought about currently in Ireland 
sometimes as a medical approach to disability that we care about people with disabilities. I don't want to be cared for. I want to live my life like everyone else. That why isn't a house just universally designed so I can enter it, you can enter it, anyone else can enter it? Why isn't the pub universally designed? Can I actually use the bathroom, please? Because we're all human means we're all equal. Irish Human Rights and Equality Commission. Learn more at ihrec.ie.